Hey guys, welcome to the Young and Not So Dumb podcast. Uh, this is Michael and this is Abe. And here we go. So today we're going to be talking about asking questions. Now, let's say it may seem like a super obvious thing to do, like, oh, I don't know something. I'm going to ask a question. But it it does go deeper than that. Um, so basically, like, question asking is something you can do in situations, even if, like, you don't think you need to. Like, pretty much any situation that you have in life, you can ask a question about it and then figure it out or go further. Um, it's really whenever you're stuck at, like, any point in your life, when you have anything you can't figure out or you're like, I know what I need to do or like, but I, but I don't know how to do it or something like that. Like I know exactly what I need to do, but you're not doing it. Then you probably need to ask yourself a different question or like a question about what you're doing or why you're doing it. So for example, say you're like, Hey, I've got like, I don't know, for example, uh, I'm trying to get this promotion and I know how to do it. I have to do a good job at my work, but I'm not doing a good job at my work. If you keep trying to do a good job at your work, but you're just not, then there's probably something else you need to figure out. Like, ask yourself a question. So, I want to get this promotion, and I know what I need to do, but I'm not doing it. So, the problem isn't that you know what you need to do. The problem is you don't know why you want to do it. Because if you don't have a why, you're not going to really try and do the things that you need to do to actually either get that promotion or that job or do that thing like, um, well, New Year's is coming up, so we're all going to have New Year's resolutions, or not all of us, but some people will. And anyone can be like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds, so I'm going to eat healthier food. Anyone can say that they need to do it or like, oh, hey, I know what I need to do. But if you don't ask the other question, which is, why am I doing it, then you won't be compelled to do it. Um, so that's an area that asking questions helps. It helps you like figure out why you want to do it. Cause without a why you're not going to push through to do the thing or when it gets difficult, like I want to eat healthy, but there's a cake in the break room at work. Hmm. I wonder what I'm going to do. If you don't have a strong why, if you didn't ask yourself, why am I doing this? Then you're probably just going to have cake because let's be honest, cake tastes pretty good. So yeah, that's definitely something important. Asking questions. It can be applied to many other areas of your life, um, which like one obvious one that I've been using it a lot for recently is what do I want to do next in my life? What's my next step in life? So you ask yourself, what do I want to do? Well, what do I like doing? Um, for you, if you're religious, maybe it would improve, maybe it would include praying. Um, I've done that in the past and I do it now and it helps me a lot. Um, if you're not religious, you could just write, like make a list, like what do I like doing? Why do I like doing it? And then just keep asking questions about that thing until you've written a bunch of answers that are like, yeah, this seems like a good thing to try. Um, so you can use it for that. You can also use it for like pretty much any problem or situation. If you ask a good question, you'll get a good answer. Um, another cool thing about asking questions is you can actually do it overnight, like when you go to bed. If you ask a question and then go to bed, um, sometimes you'll wake up and you'll you'll know the answer, or like early in the morning, you'll figure it out. And like, it'll be like, holy crap, how did I figure out this answer? Because your brain was thinking about it overnight. And I do know a lot of people do that. It's not something that's normally talked about because it's kind of like a weird thing. Like, why would you ask a question if you were going to sleep? But a lot of successful people do do that. So that's something I'd recommend if you have like a problem, you need a solution, or you just have like something that's been like, what do I do? Just ask a question. It helps you in pretty much any situation. So ask questions. And if you don't know how to ask questions, Ask someone how they ask questions. <laughs> ask someone else how they do stuff. 
questions are really powerful. Yeah, so asking questions is definitely a very important thing. On the surface level, it does seem kind of um, vague and obvious, um, but uh, like there's many different reasons why we thought that this would be an important topic to cover. Is because with asking questions, there's a, there's like a lot more power and um, usability of it than um, you usually think of when you just think of like, oh, I don't know something I should ask. Um, so with the different questions that you ask, um, one of the things that they're really, really good at doing is changing your focus. Because if you are like, let's say you're trying to accomplish this goal or I'll use, um, I'll use running as, or actually studying, I'll use studying as an example. Like if you're studying for a big math test. So when you're studying for a big math test and you like, you're kind of stuck, you don't really know what to do. And then you ask yourself of like, or you ask yourself a question saying something like, um, oh, why can't I do this? Then if you listen to the question that you asked yourself, why can't I do this? Then what are you going to answer? Well, you're going to answer why you can't do it, the reasons why you can't accomplish it. Um, so instead of asking yourself, why can't I do this? and then coming up with reasons of why you can't, and then just kind of spiraling you down into extreme unproductivity, you can ask yourself a different question. Like, okay, so I'm having trouble understanding this. What's a different way that I can approach this to where I can understand it? Or how can I improve, um, how can I improve the way that I'm studying? How can I learn this faster? How can I, understand this in a more clear way. Like there's several different questions that you can ask that will definitely give you better answers because they don't have, you aren't searching for reasons why you can't do it. You aren't searching for something against your goal or searching for something that will actually help you. Um, and I would just listen to yourself like throughout the day when you start asking different questions. Um, and if a lot of them do have that start out of why can't I, then just throw it away, ask a new one, come up with a better question that will help you because then your brain will come up with the answer. And I would rather have an answer that's helpful instead of an answer that's not. So I would pay attention to that. And part of the reason of why um, questions like that are so impactful just based on the simple question itself that you ask um, is because there's a lot of different things that go into it. But if you ask the question, like the example that I used before, of why can't I do this? Or why can't I learn this? The presupposition there, which means basically the part that has to be true for the question to be valid, or the assumed facts for the question to make sense, um, the presupposition there is that you can't do it. So if the question they asked is why can't I do this? And you have the presupposition that you can't do it. And then you believe the question that you're asking in your mind, you're thinking, okay, so for sure I can't do this. What are the, what are the reasons why, what are my excuses for not being able to do this? And it's just pointless. Um, instead you should ask yourself, yeah, there's a ton of different questions you should ask yourself, but, the overall most impactful way to approach it, I think, is paying attention to the questions that you ask yourself throughout the day or when you're struggling with something or you don't know what to do next. Just listen to the question that you ask yourself and then look for the presuppositions in it. So um, 
like a good presupposition would be like, okay, how can I do this? With the presupposition there being that you can do it. And the question itself is how? So it, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it, but that's been really extremely helpful for me um, over the couple of years since I've learned that. And it usually, whenever you are struggling, it's just because you're asking yourself the wrong question because your brain will always come up with an answer. And I just wanted to add a little bit more onto that. So um, with asking questions, so something that I've been doing lately, which isn't good, is generalizing when I'm asking questions. So I'll be like talking with someone about something. Um, like earlier today, I had a conversation with Abe. I'm like, why do you always this? Or why is you? Why do you never this? Or like, if you ask, if you start um, a question with always or never or every time, if you use those words, you're 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 asking yourself to fail. It's not a good premise for a question. It's a really stupid question because ever assumes that you remember every event that ever happened referring to this always assumes that every time the person's ever done this in their entire life, that's how it's been. And never means that no matter what's happened in their entire life, they've never done this, which first of all, you can't read minds. So if it has anything to do with what someone's thinking or what their intentions are, you're, you're wrong. So there's that. Um, if you're saying always for something like, you're assuming that this person is like, this is how it is. That is set in stone. They can't change, which isn't how human beings work. And the never, if you say never, that means this person is also, they can never change, which I just use the word never, but it's just really, it doesn't give anyone much room for anything else other than you yelling at them and they accept that's how it is. And then that's it, which really defeats the whole point of a conversation with someone because the whole reason you probably are bringing something up is to help them or say, Hey, I want you to change this. Or, Hey, can we talk about this? Cause I want to know more like, but if you premise it with every never always, basically all that's going to happen is a person's going to get mad at you and tell you to like, shut up. Or like, what do you mean? Like, no. And then you get people mad at you for no reason because you don't know how to communicate effectively. So don't ever use ever never or always. Don't, don't use those. I'm using them in this situation because I'm not telling you you did something wrong or I'm not asking you why you do something. I'm, I'm just stating like in a statement, don't use these. Why? Try it yourself. The next time you get in an argument with someone, use those words and see what the first thing is that they say because it doesn't give people much legroom. It doesn't give them a chance to say their side because they're focused more on the fact that they're being like attacked by you saying, this is how you always are. And it's like, it's not, it's not a good place to be. So yeah, that's just something I wanted to say. Cause that was something I was experiencing and um, I need to work on that. So if I need to work on it, I'm sure other people do too. So yeah, just don't do that. Yeah. And that um, removing always or never thing um, or ever too, like that's a good one um, is something that's been extremely helpful for me. And then also a lot of different people that I'm close to and because also when or even for those questions that you ask yourself, like back to the example that I had, if it's like, oh, why do I always fail? Why do I always mess up? That means there's no opportunity for you to change. That means that you're building this false reality of, or this false perception of every single time you were in a similar situation, you failed. That means there's nothing that you ever succeeded at. That's, that's, like, that's a really toxic mindset to put onto yourself. 
because, well, first of all, it's probably not true. Like it's nearly <laughs> like, I don't really know if there's where or how much of a chance that there would be that it is true because always or never is like a pretty concrete statement. And from what I know about the world, it's not that simple. Like you can't say, um, Oh, I've always ran a mile every day, which it would be great if you did, but I don't think you did that as like a baby. I don't think you would run a mile and then go back to, you know, not even be able to walk. So um, just always or never is basically or nearly always never true. <laughs> or I'm sure there's a better way to say that. But just removing those words from your vocabulary is really useful overall. Um, like I've, I've heard that there are positive ways to use them, um, but as a blanket rule, when you're operating throughout the day, just anytime you hear someone say that word or always or never, or you hear yourself think always or never, just try and say that sentence again, but remove that from there because it usually does build that false perception and trying to solve a problem based on something that's false, just really, really screws you up. Yeah, so for that last segment that I just um, spoke during, I did get distracted for the last few seconds of that. And just based on the recency of what I was talking about, a question that came to my mind was, why do I always mess up when I get distracted? And that is inferring that every single time I've ever been distracted or something distracting was going on around me, I've always messed up, which the chances of that being true is zero. And I remember times where that isn't true. So if I ask myself that question and I look for an answer of why do I always do this, then I might come up with answers of why I've done that sometimes. or I. But either way, that will strengthen the false reality that I was building with asking the question with the presupposition that I always mess up when being distracted. So that that's like a very quick example that I just wanted to throw in there. Um, but going back to the overall idea of questions, I can easily change that question of why do I always mess up when I get distracted to how can I not mess something up when I get distracted? And what will that do? That will lead me towards better answers and actually solve the problem at hand instead of making a massive generalization that doesn't have anything to do with reality or the problem you're actually trying to solve. But overall, that's about it. All right, yeah, so that's questions. Uh, so next, what I want to talk about is being present. So being present is something that Anyone can say like, hey, I'm present, but my, my definition of being present, and I think most um, people's definition of being present were like really successful, um, is to be in what they're doing, like what they're doing right now or where they are. Um, something that I've heard someone say, Jesse Itzler, is be where your feet are. So if your feet are standing in, I don't know, say my, I'm at BioLife at work, I'm standing in my workplace. If I have something else going on in my head where I'm like thinking about like, oh, later tonight I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Obviously, I'm not being present. And um, things like that can happen randomly. Like if you just drift off in a thought of like, oh, someone said this and then you thought about this and that. Um, and then before you know it, you mess something up at your job. Um, and that can happen in a lot of areas of life. 
So make sure you're present because it'll help you do what you're doing now. Because if you're not doing what you're doing now while being present, then you're going to mess it up. And if you add that up over the course of a week, month, year, and you just keep adding it on at times you weren't present, you're going to not only accomplish way more, but you're going to make way, way more mistakes. Um, people aren't going to want to talk to you as much because they'll see that when they're with you, most of the time you're not with them or sometimes you're not with them. And it's a lot more fun to be in the same room as someone or be talking with someone who's actually paying attention to what you're saying and listening to you. And something that you can do is like something I used to do in the past is when I would talk with someone or get in an argument with someone or just really any kind of interaction, I'd always think like, okay, what am I going to say next? That's going to be important instead of, hey, this person's talking and what they're saying is important. So I'm going to listen to it fully. And then when I need to think of what to say next or how to respond, I can just repeat back what they said and then say what I want to say. Um, most of the time, like when you have a conversation with someone, you don't have to super deeply think about what to say next unless you are like in, in an argument. Um, but even then, if you don't fully listen to what the person's saying, you can't fully understand what they mean to say the next thing back. And the same with a regular conversation. People appreciate people that remember more what they're talking about or what they're saying. And it can be hard, like if you've been at work really long, long day, but um, overall being present in whatever you're doing will make you better at what you're doing. It'll get you in the habit of being present, which will make whatever you're doing, um, it'll make you better at whatever you're doing, if that makes sense. So like if I have three main things that I do every day and if I start being more present at one of the things, then I'll start being more present at two of the things just because I got in the habit of being really present for one third of my day. And then I'll get in the habit of being really present for two thirds of my day. And then that carries it over into everything you do and doing everything while you're present will make you better at everything that you do. You'll learn faster. You'll have better conversations with people. Uh, you'll find deeper connection with people. You'll have a deeper meaning in life. There's so many things that um, being present help with. So I just wanted to touch on that because in my past, I haven't always been present. Um, I've been a person who's really stuck in their own head for like the longest time, especially throughout high school. Um, I would always like, <laughs> like I would be like, oh, I want to do this. So wait, actually, I don't want to do this. Wait, what if I do this and that? And then instead of like deciding what to do in a situation, I would completely miss the opportunity to do whatever I wanted to do. Or like if I wanted to say a joke or just like whatever, just like something really small, you, I make it really big instead of just living in the present moment and just like doing whatever I could be doing or focusing on whatever is actually going on instead of thinking things in my head and not being present. Um, so yeah, be where your feet are. It's super helpful. It'll help you in like all areas of your life. Just focus on what's actually going on around you. Listen to the people that are talking to you and it will help you a ton and it will make your life way better and happier and you'll have more friends and just everything will be better. So be present, be where your feet are. So following up with what Michael was saying, um, I do think that being present is extremely important. Um, and with all of the stuff that Michael talked about within being present, I know one of the things majorly impacted my life um, that I started to change. Um, and when I started to change it was actually around elementary school um, where I was just outcasted because I went to a different kindergarten than everyone else. So a lot of other people knew each other, but I didn't know them yet. Um, and so with that, there was a lot of barriers that I had to, or that I thought that I had to think about. I thought that I had to think about, oh, what's the exact right thing to say in this moment? So that way this person will want to talk to me more or, 
oh, if I say this, then they might think this, and then I'll, um, and then this outcome will happen. Or, oh, if I say this, then I'll think about, or then what if I say this next and it doesn't work? And I would just go down, like I would basically imagine the entire conversation in my head, like five different times between each sentence that was said. And it just, it was really dumb and really unproductive. Um, but as I started learning about how to communicate better, because I've looked into that because I was just terrible at it. I was always so anxious about what I was going to say. Um, one of the major things that I learned and that I started applying, and I think that helped most out of everything else that I learned, or at least I was a good foundation for everything else that I learned, um, was to, instead of focusing on what you're going to say next, you should focus on what the other person is saying. So whenever someone's talking to you and then your mind just goes off into a bunch of different directions trying to figure out, oh, what's the best response to this or how can I um, add into this conversation or different things like that, just focus on what they're saying and try and understand like the meaning that they're conveying with either their words or like their actions or like how they're moving, um, different things like that. Like just try and read and really understand the person and put all of your focus into that. And what's really interesting about that is when you fully do that, when you're talking to people, then it's like the response just comes to you naturally. You don't have to think about it. When you're thinking and overanalyzing and in your mind, you're coming up with all of these different responses then your anything you say is going to be like is going to come out really like staggered or really really i you see i'm overthinking what i'm saying exactly like that <laughs> so it's not something that you want to do but when you're fully listening to, so, to someone and you're trying to understand what they're saying and you're just focused on the message or the meaning that they're conveying to you through either words or whatever way they're communicating with you and you're trying to fully understand that and be present in the conversation, focus on the other people in the conversation, then your response will be natural. You'll just figure out, oh, this is what I should say next because I understood the actual thing that they were saying to me. And so even though like that takes practice at first, I know for me, certainly it did um, throughout elementary school. I've worked on that a lot and I focused on that a lot because I kept falling back into the old habit of um, like getting anxious about what I would say next. But after you do that so many times, it just really changes the way that you connect and communicate with people. And it really helps you understand things that on a surface level or like in on a surface level of what they're saying, because it's in the background of everything that you're thinking. Um, it's a lot more clear to just have what people are saying be in the forefront of your mind and what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's been the podcast. Um, this is Michael. This is Abe. And we hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you didn't, um, I don't know. Uh, here, here's an air hug. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Hope that made up for it if you didn't like it. But if you did like it, Tune in next Thursday, and we're going to drop another fire podcast. So see you guys. Bye. Yep. See ya.